Good morning. Building in Northern Virginia is expensive and only getting more expensive. And that's true even if you happen to be the government. For Friday, December 21st, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Did you know that Loudoun County has some of the lowest charitable giving rates in Virginia? It's true. I'm Amy Owen, president of the Community Foundation, inviting you to take a few minutes to learn more at facesofloudoun.org. Not only do we share the data, but dozens of stories that portray our neighbors in need here at home, citizens who are leaders in philanthropy and volunteers who make a difference every day. Help make Loudoun County one of the most charitable in Virginia. Visit facesofloudon.org, a program of the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. We connect donors who care with causes that matter. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. As major infrastructure projects like the Silver Line and Loudoun's road system compete with private sector projects, construction companies and contractors are in high demand, and that means they can charge more. That also means that Loudoun budget officers have to continually reevaluate how much money the county needs to build the rest of the projects on its ever-growing list. Worth mentioning, of course, county money means Loudoun taxpayer money. County budget and construction staff have repeatedly seen the bids for their projects come in higher than expected. Director of Management and Budget Aaron McClellan told county supervisors at the Finance Committee this month that this year county staff were taking a hard look at whether they're planning for enough inflation and enough contingency money in their long-term projects. And with Loudoun opening new schools every year and taking on the sort of transportation projects that are nominally the state's responsibility, the costs will only get higher. McClellan, McClellan said now, years into Loudoun's building boom, a lot of the county construction, like school buildings, is starting to age and need more maintenance and renovation. It also means that when county leaders think of something else they'd like to build in Loudoun, it has to go to the back of the line. That means the back of the county's six-year, $2.4 billion capital improvement program. And between rising costs and growing needs, there isn't much wiggle room in that plan. McClellan said that means doing anything ahead of schedule is going to mean some trade-offs. And that means new projects like a park on the property of the future Light Ridge High School or intersection improvements on Route 9 will just have to wait until 2027 for funding. The towns are also trying to get some of that money, although only a fraction of what they requested this year is going to find its way into the county budget. This year, Loudoun's towns requested $23.3 million worth of funding, but will only receive $8.3 million, although most of that cut came from one town, as we'll see in just a minute. The, the projects that made it include projects like sidewalk repair in Hamilton, work on Route 9 and the Old Stone School in Hillsborough, road projects in Lovettsville, and work on the floors and restrooms in the Bush Tabernacle in Percival. None of the projects that Leesburg requested are making the cut. Supervisor Ralph Bona pointed out that all of the projects in Leesburg's more than $15 million in requests already have funding from elsewhere. Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the Leesburg Town Council is back to the drawing board on how best to manage town-owned land with historic African-American burial sites. That land near the airport contains Sicklin Cemetery, including 55 burial sites dating back to the late 1800s. 
After a week of harsh criticism by the NAACP and the Loudoun Freedom Center, the council held a special meeting and rescinded its request for proposals. It had been looking for an organization like the Loudoun Freedom Center to lease the land for a dollar a year and maintain it. Some people have called on the town to give the land to some other entity to own and maintain. However, town staff members pointed out they bought the land in part using FAA money, so development options are limited, and if they give it away, they'll have to repay the FAA. Council members have suggested creating a committee with staff, council members, and community members to decide on next steps for the site. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is seeking help identifying the suspect in an assault yesterday morning on the WNOD trail near the Loudoun County 4-H fairgrounds west of Leesburg. The victim was the husband of Leesburg District County Supervisor Kristen Umstadt, Charles Moss, an attorney in Leesburg. He's reportedly doing better. According to the Sheriff's Office, at about 6 a.m., a man came from the side and struck the victim with a sharp object. The, the suspect was described as an adult male with a medium complexion, approximately 5 feet 8 inches to 5 foot 11 inches tall, with a medium build. He was wearing black clothing. Anyone with any information about this incident is asked to contact Detective Rodriguez at 703-777-1021 or submit information through the Sheriff's Office app. The owner of an antiques shop in Middleburg pleaded guilty this week to illegally selling and transporting between a quarter million and half million dollars worth of items made from endangered species, migratory birds, and other wildlife. According to documents filed in federal district court, 60-year-old Keith Foster of Upperville was the owner of The Outpost, which specialized in selling foreign-sourced merchandise, including wildlife products made from endangered species like crocodiles, sea turtles, and sawfish. To try to dodge the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Foster relied on a shipping company to falsify import records to hide wildlife items and avoid inspection. According to court documents, on numerous occasions, beginning in December 2016, Foster acknowledged that he understood the illegal nature of his conduct, including telling a customer it was illegal to import sawfish blades, but he was going to continue to smuggle them. He was quoted as saying, quote, rest assured, I'm going to bring more in because I'm the only fool in the States that probably wants to risk it, end quote. In March and April 2017, Foster imported more than 100 undeclared wildlife items, including items protected by the Endangered Species Act and the International Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species, such as sea turtle shells, sawfish blades, crocodile skin bags, coral, and mounted birds of prey. On April 12th, he showed a customer numerous wildlife pieces for sale, including sawfish blades, turtle shell, ivory, zebra hide, crocodile, and various birds and bird parts. Foster told an undercover U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agent posing as a customer about smuggling wildlife, about lacking the proper permits, and about the dangers of being caught by United States Customs, according to evidence in the case. The customer then purchased numerous wildlife items including sawfish blades, a mounted barn owl, and a jar made from a sea turtle shell, all of which were previously smuggled by the outpost. As part of his plea agreement, Foster and the outpost forfeited $275,000 and more than 175 items made from wildlife which were previously smuggled and being offered for sale. He faces a maximum penalty of five years in federal prison at a sentencing on March 8th. And Shenandoah University just graduated its first cohort of students from its new Physician Assistant Studies program, which is housed at the university's Leesburg campus, Scholar Plaza. 52 graduates were honored at the ceremony. The Physician Assistant Studies graduate program started offering classes at Scholar Plaza in July 2016 with 12 students. 
Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Old Ox Brewery in Ashburn is releasing two beers today. Brew Baca Winterbach has a rich multi texture and smooth coffee flavor to get you through the winter. And Funky Face Cranberry and Orange Sour Ale explores the tart and sour side of craft beer. They're open today at 2.30 p.m. Smiling Tummy Time will be there, and Brian Frank music goes on at 6.30. The David Thong duo will be at Spanky's Shenanigans in Leesburg today from 5 to 8 p.m. And the Gallery Game starts at Shoes Cup and Cork today at 6 p.m. Visit PhotoWorks, Trinity House, and Trist Gallery looking for answers to the clues and get back to shoes by 8.15 to solve the puzzle. Organized by the Friends of Leesburg Public Arts. Get the tickets and details for these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, leave out some cookies for Santa with the Morning Minute logo on them in frosting to tell him and tell all the rest of your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. The Morning Minute's taking next week off, unless, I don't know, something really exciting happens or I get really bored. So, have a great weekend, have a great day, and if I don't talk to you before then, have a happy new year.